Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today, I have a special guest with me. It is Paul Catterford. He is the new executive director for Business Link. Paul, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Lance. I'm happy to be here. So you've been with the Business Link now for about uh, two and a half months or so? Yeah, that's about right. I think uh, started officially started in July, uh, took a bit of holidays, but really uh, been really digging in deep uh, since beginning of August. Excellent. Well, we're going to get into Business Link and the role that it plays with this whole entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Alberta in a minute. But I always like to ask all my guests right off the top here, what is it that you think every entrepreneur should know? So if you've got three things there that you could fire at us, that would be fantastic. Uh, either drawing from your experience working with entrepreneurs, or I also know you have been an entrepreneur yourself. And so uh, drawing from your background, what are three things every entrepreneur should know? Well, I think the first one is is uh, their why, kind of their motivation, mm-hmm. right? Why why is it that they're you know embarking on an entrepreneurial path, and and what do they hope to get out of it, and and so forth? So, you know, really, uh, like I said, the 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 why really becomes critical. Um, the second thing I think everybody, a good entrepreneur, needs to understand is just a really good sense of self awareness. You know, what their strengths are, um, what they're good at, what they're not so good at, and, and so yeah. forth. With really, which really feeds into the third thing, which is, um, you know, what type of a team are they looking to build? Uh, what's their style? How are the people going to be interacting? Is it going to be a sole proprietorship or is it going to be a, a partnership where you have, you know, interdependence, trust, respect, honesty? Um, so I think those are the those are the three things um, I, I look for in, in entrepreneurs and that I look for in myself before I started up Zephyr. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And I, I think this is one of the things that uh, a lot of people don't understand, I think, is really what drives entrepreneurs, unless you are an entrepreneur sometimes too, right? And so I just love the fact that you have such a long, um, I guess, history of being an entrepreneur, working with entrepreneurs. Uh, you shared with me that uh, you've been around this entrepreneurial ecosystem for, for well, really most of your life, it sounds like. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that is right. I mean, I started off my career, gosh, a long, long time ago. I worked for a corporation like all, all other new grads, like the stability of that. Yeah. Uh, and then ended up working um, in uh, investment banking and um, you know private equity, venture capital, really drawn to venture capital, um, which uh, it's not as, I mean, it's not as capital market oriented. It's more about, you know, how do you build a company? How do you create a market, create a product, you know, these sorts of things. So really delved into that. And then um, I was always very much a frustrated entrepreneur being the guy that was investing in these businesses. And, and I mean, you interacted the board level and obviously you built as a venture capitalist, a personal relationship with the entrepreneurs. Yep. But um, but really, uh, yeah, you, you just kind of get an itching to kind of do more. And uh, so the, you know, the next phase of my career after, you know, 15 years in, in venture capital, investing all over North America, um, went to the University of Calgary. So that's what brought me from Toronto out to Calgary in 2004. Um, took a position at the University of Calgary, looking to revamp, uh, re-energize their technology transfer and commercialization office. We created an incubator, we called it Ignite at the time, and really looked at you know, in order, I mean, our, our view or our philosophy at the time was in order to mobilize innovation, we need to focus on company creation. So what better way to engage 
you know, multiple stakeholders with different talent and so forth, build out strategic partnerships by creating a company and sharing equity. And so we spun six companies out of the University of Calgary when I was there under a pilot project, which is called Ignite. Um, and after five years at the University of Calgary, um, decided that uh, I wanted to buy one of those companies. So the uh, principal investigator, a guy named Dr. John Remmers, and I and a handful of people that wanted to you know, leave the university and join me in this venture, we created something called Zephyr Sleep Technologies. And we ran that company for uh, close to 11 years. Um, and unfortunately, COVID uh, was was uh, was an upsetting uh, issue for that company. We ended up having to, unfortunately, close down our operations in Calgary. We had about 60 employees and we were doing about a, a wow. million dollars a month in revenue. That went uh, quickly to zero as a result of COVID. So we uh, ended up, we had a couple of strategic partners out of the U.S. Uh, they ended up uh, uh, grabbing the assets of Zephyr and so it left me to do board work. And I thought, well, now here's a great opportunity to get back into the public service, uh, similar yeah. to what I was doing at the university and took on this business link position. You know, a lot of the people that I talk to on this show are entrepreneurs who, you know, their businesses are, are growing well right now. You know, they've, they've maybe had other businesses in the past and so on. And so they have a, a storied history. Uh, very few have I uh, had the pl pleasure, I guess, or the opportunity to chat with about uh, closing a business uh, so recently. And so this is only... Yeah, you know, the scars are are fresh, I guess. It's a yeah. year, year ago or so. And so uh, it becomes such a part of who we are, uh, part of our identity oftentimes when we're, you know, running and, and, and founding our companies. And so uh, can you tell me a little bit about that just from a personal standpoint? How did you manage creating that separation after the fact, like right. as you were closing it down? Um yeah. Or was this less of an issue because you had such a strong um, uh, and, and long history of working with businesses and, and yeah. so on prior to starting your own then? Yeah, well, it's, well, it's interesting. Um, when you're, the first, the first thing, you know, that was most important thing to me when we were running Zephyr Sleep Technologies was looking after our employee base. Um, yeah. uh, employees were, I mean, we, we handpicked all of these people, loved these people, and, and uh, we were all partners in our mission to, uh, I'm, I'm going to quote what our mission was, to help people live healthy and productive lives by sleeping better. And yeah. we all, we all, I mean, go back to that earlier, uh, our opening comment about find your why. Um, our why, our collective why is, as, as a company was to help people, like I said, live help, healthy and productive lives by sleeping better. Um, so we wanted to take care of all the employees. And, uh, and so the first thing we, there was a little bit of, you know, government money that was available to kind of help us tread water. And, and, and I don't think anybody ever envisioned, you know, the, the COVID pandemic would last as long as it did, or it'd be oh. as severe as it could be, or, or as it was. Yeah. So uh, I got to tell you, my, I want to make sure everybody got taken care of. I uh, helped them find new jobs. We had to, we staged our, 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 our layoffs to make sure that we, you know, we were taking uh, you know, care of people and, and made sure people were eligible for unemployment insurance and all these sorts of things. But um, it became pretty clear to us that, um, you know, we, we, we were, we were in trouble from a cash flow perspective. Um, and so that you take a, you know, you know, you just have to be practical about it. You, know, you look at your payroll, you look at how much cash you have in the, on, on the balance sheet or in the bank, and, and you try to you know use that as wisely as you can. 
Um, we were very upfront, transparent with our employee base, very upfront and transparent with our, our, our shareholders and also with some of our, our corporate partners. And, 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 and because our corporate partners were also in the you know, dental technology business, they were suffering as well. And yeah. so uh, it was in what I call an orderly uh, wind down of the organization. We made sure everybody got you know, as best we could, you know, properly looked after for severance and, and these sorts of things. And I personally, gosh, I probably got on the phone and helped people hire some of our people because they were very well regarded uh, employee base. And and uh, they've you know sprinkled out amongst a whole bunch of other medical technology companies here in Calgary. So yeah. I think I think it was a soft landing uh, to a large degree. But I will tell you, I mean, I'll put my venture capital hat on. Um, it's it's no surprise to anybody that you know twenty percent. I forget the statistics, but you know twenty percent of new technology ventures fail within within a prescribed period of time. There's usually reasons for that, uh, dependencies on other technologies, um, you know, market not growing as fast as you would think it would grow, uh, lack of uh, expertise, uh, lack of the ability to develop products within a timely way. Uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons why we shut businesses down. Yeah. I'll tell you, as a as a venture capital guy sitting on the board, um, it's a lot easier to say, you know, this this dog's not hunting. Uh, I think we should, you know, think about shutting it down or pivoting into something different, as opposed to when you're the entrepreneur, CEO, founder, and you're looking at these people in the eye saying, gosh, we're having a really rough quarter here, folks. I think we have to make some changes. So yeah, um, being an operator entrepreneur is, um, is a challenge. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, part of the reason why I took on the business link uh, 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 challenge is, is to help entrepreneurs out. I really, I, I've got more respect for entrepreneurs than, than any other, uh, any other, you know, class of person here in, in, in Alberta. And, and yeah. part of the thing, I think business link, the other reason why I really, uh, uh, you know, took on the, the, took on the role is um, you know, entrepreneurs need support. And we've seen a lot of challenges over the last three years um you know now now entrepreneurs are having to deal with inflation which they haven't had to deal with in 20 years um, mm -hmm. how do we build how do we build a community of entrepreneurs and small business owners here in alberta that have the resiliency to to to, to weather some of these impacts and and so forth and so this is something i'd like to explore and and uh and uh help these entrepreneurs and small business owners out yeah. And when I look at your history and hear your, your, your background, I think that whoever was doing the headhunting anyway, for the executive uh, director role, I don't think could have probably picked uh, a more ideal candidate for really what the business link needs. And so as you're saying, uh, this role that you're in now, you really are there because you want to support entrepreneurs, the business link, how, how many years has the business link been around now? It's it's well, like it's um, yeah, it's I think it's over twenty five years. I think we celebrated our our twenty fifth uh, um, uh, year in service. I think last year was in last year's annual report. Yeah, which is just absolutely incredible. And so I'm actually an, an alumnus of of the or alumni of the Business Link programming, actually, because when I was starting my business, uh, an earlier version of my business, I guess, um, I spent a lot of time in the Edmonton Business Link uh, facility and talking okay. to the experts there and and helping with the you know the research and the business planning and everything else that was going into what I was trying to create. And and so I, I'm a huge believer 
in the role that Business Link, as well as all the other support systems that are out there right now for entrepreneurs uh, in our province. Uh, you know, like it's just really if we can stimulate more entrepreneurs, uh, we can solve a lot of problems, whether that is, you know, from an economic standpoint or also from a social standpoint, because I've said many times and I think I've said it on this show before in the past is that entrepreneurs are and, and small businesses are the backbone of our economy, but they're also the backbone of our society because it, it's all of the things, all of the organizations, all of the charities and not-for-profits and groups out there that are looking for support. We're the doors that they come and knock on, and we're the ones that step up and actually help with that. And so uh, it's it's just so much more important. It's way beyond just the individual business itself. And so um, I appreciate the fact that you're stepping in and really trying to lead this organization into what it's going to be and the relevancy that it's going to have as we're all coming out of COVID and this new reality, like you said, with, with inflation and all this economic uncertainty around the globe right now. So, so speaking of, of just that in general, uh, mm. what role in your opinion, is uh, Business Link going to have, I guess, in supporting and fostering new um, entrepreneurs and the growth of existing ones? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, thanks for the question. It's, um, you know, I think the role that Business Link plays is, you know, let's go back to, you know, why people become entrepreneurs. I mean, I gave you my 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 why or, or, or my why, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of cases, Small business owners, entrepreneurs um, start up businesses because it's it's something that it's not something that they'd like to do. It's something that they have to do. Um, in, in many cases, entrepreneurs uh, and small business owners aren't formally educated in business. They aren't formally educated in, you know, cash flow and all these things I, I learned it you know, doing my master's degree in business. Um, a lot of people just want to run a business. Um, and so I think the role of business link is in a non-traditional way, educate and support entrepreneurs on how to build a sustainable business and then how to build resiliency within that business. Mm. Um, you know, entrepreneurs tend to be loners in, in, in many cases. And then all of a sudden they're told, well, if I need to you know, build out this food and beverage business, for example, I need to hire employees. Well, then I have to start developing personnel skills. How do I hire people? How do I develop people? How do I talk to people, how do I manage people and so forth. And so I think a lot of people, you know, kind of jump into the small business owner entrepreneurial thing, and then all of a sudden realize, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of skills uh, that I need to kind of develop and work on. And so I think, you know, Business Link becomes the the go-to, the hub or the resource for those entrepreneurs as they, as they, as they move through their entrepreneurial journey, um, having to develop certain skills um, how to develop uh, their, their people, how to attract capital, um, how to deploy capital responsibly, um, how to build uh, uh, impact and, and resistance within, within those businesses and so forth. And, you know, like I said, for example, you know, many of the entrepreneurs that are out running business today have never had to deal with, uh, you know, you know, limited supply chains and inflation and raising prices within 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 their environment and so forth. And they're looking for answers to this stuff. And it's not, I mean, you can hit up YouTube if you like, but there's just not a lot of resources for that type of thing. And so uh, Business Link provides the, the the resource that people can ask these types of questions and you know we'll we'll share with them uh, what we know and also 
point to other entrepreneurs that have gone through similar experiences that are willing to share them. Um, but it's all very much in a non-judgmental uh, uh, way. So our job at Business Link is to lead people to the information they need um, to help them to, to develop process. So it's not like we would evaluate a business plan. What we would say to an entrepreneur is, you really need to think about developing a business plan. And successful entrepreneurs that we've dealt with have had these components of a business plan that they've seen to be helpful. Um, so, um, but like I say, we're not judgmental. We can't say to somebody, that's a bad business plan idea. What we say to people is, hey, listen, if you want to start up that business, uh, this is a process that works for other people that have started up comparable businesses. Um, and so, like I said, in a, in a non-judgmental, non-confrontational way, we provide the, 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 this, the resources that entrepreneurs need to, to, uh, to, to have access to as, as they go through their entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. And one of the things that you touched on was resiliency. Right? You were talking about just the need for entrepreneurs to develop that. And, and especially in these uncertain times, the volatility creates even a greater emphasis, I think, on, on resiliency uh, skills and, and, uh, and ideas and, and, and just methods and, and systems and so on to really embed that within in each of our businesses. So right. I, I'd love to hear from you uh, what you think are some of the key things that are going to help businesses become more resilient over this, uh, you know, next uh, one to five year or three years uh, stretch. And in your mind, with all the uncertainty that we're facing right now, the, the things that we do know today, I guess, that are going to be challenges for tomorrow. Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the first things you have to work on is, is focusing on your team, your team dynamics. Um, uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of uncertainty, as you point out. Um, I think there's a lot of new challenges that people have to, haven't had to deal with in the past um, and so forth. Um, and I think, uh, how do you build resiliency and good team dynamics um, uh, within that team? So good, good team culture, uh, how to interact with each other, how to, how to, how to, uh, you know, help, uh, you know, each other deal with stress and, 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 and these sorts of things. Um, I think that's the first thing is, you know, how do you build a, a resilient team? And, uh, and I, I will tell you, being an entrepreneur, there's probably nothing more lonely than, you know, looking at uh, limited cash flow and limited uh, uh, cash resources. And, but being able to share that with some of your colleagues, I think is uh, in, in a productive, constructive way, I think is, is, is one way that you could, you could build resiliency. Um, the other one is, is uh, if you can do some tax, tax, or I'm sorry, some cash flow planning. Uh, you know, when is the right time to do that uh, that uh, capital expenditure? Um, you know, it's uh, you know when you do have more predictive uh, predictable revenues or cash flow coming into the business. So I think it's about making the right decisions at the right time. And uh, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't do cash flow uh, plans and so forth. So if they had that skill set, or we can help them deal with that, then they would know. You know, now's the appropriate time to maybe, uh, you know, do make that capital expenditure or something along those lines. That would be the second one. The third one, I think where we can add some value is really um, acting as a conduit, helping the government uh, understand what types of programs uh, are needed uh, for, you know, you know, funding stimulation and so forth. Um, uh, or, or other type of program, you know, development and so forth. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's another way we, we can help the uh, ecosystem, you know, develop some resiliency. So 
Um, you know, I do know we, you know, as both the provincial and the federal government, you know, poured a bunch of capital or funding into, into entrepreneurial small business uh, businesses across the country and particularly in Alberta. And, and uh, you know, they're finding now that uh, maybe, you know, a, a better design of some of that capital uh, 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 funding and programming might've been, you know, a little bit more effective, more useful. So I think what we need to do now is business link is talk to our entrepreneurs, see how they used some of this, some of the funding, some of these programs. Um, and then, you know, look for ways to maybe uh, work with the government to come up with uh, new innovative programs to really drive uh, stimulation and activity. We've got two programs that we've recently taken on and launched. One was the DEP, the uh, uh, the Digital Economy Program, uh, originally yep. created by the government of, Al uh, of, of Alberta, and that was to help entrepreneurs uh, most, you know, retail or anybody that has any type of customer retail facing um, how do you take some of those products and services online? And so uh, a lot of entrepreneurs hadn't really, you know, thought how to, how to, how to move things online. Uh, and so the, the digital economy program was uh, stimulating that type of activity. And recently we've become a delivery partners with the federal government's uh, uh, CDAP or, um, oh gosh, I guess it's got to come back to me right away. CDAP is the Canada Digital Adoption Program. It's a $2,400 microgrant program. Um, and we're, we're program delivery partners on that. And that's helping uh, small business and entrepreneurs, uh, you know, look to deploy e-commerce capabilities or promotional capabilities online. Um, and uh, that's, that's another response to, you know, a post-COVID world where, we have we're having to rethink how do we interact with our customers how do we promote our products and services um where people aren't walking around you know strip malls and and, and so forth and and so forth uh so i think we've got some challenges uh i mean a post-covid world uh, there's a new normal and we are there to help our entrepreneurial and small business base understand how to you know, stick handle uh you know their businesses uh in this new world yeah, yeah, we had uh, Matt Hill, one of uh, your um, specialists there at Business Link. He came in and and talked to us a little bit about both of those programs earlier in the spring. And so for our oh, listeners, right. yeah, if they wanted to go back and listen to a little bit more in depth as to what those two programs are all about, uh, just search Matt Hill and Business Link in our archive, and you'll be able to find that episode. And these are just fascinating, like just absolutely great programs for small businesses to really latch on to because it does give them uh, access to, you know, some funds, but also the expertise to really tackle some of these challenges that a lot of businesses were having as they were trying to pivot into a much more digital world. And so, um, yeah, two very, very great programs. I'm glad that you guys are administering those. Um, I'm curious from your perspective, Paul, um, with all of the experience that you have, you know, working with entrepreneurs, being an entrepreneur yourself, and now, I, I mean, you're only two and a half months into the job, so <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you're still probably uh, scanning the environment there and really getting a lot of feedback from uh, the constituents that you're serving right now. But I, I'm just curious, is there any uh, gap? Like if you could bend the ear of our next premier here in October when that is going to be announced, um, what uh, what would you advocate for in terms of program or some sort of um, you know, a tool or resource or, or incentive, what, what might the government focus on next that uh, you have identified as being a bit of a gap 
in the market right now for supporting entrepreneurs? Yeah. So, so if I were to look at, you know, what business link has traditionally done, it's really focused on, you know, the starting up of a business. How do you get the licenses? Uh, How do you, how do you, you how do you do, um, you know, uh, how do you raise some capital initially? How do you sign a lease? Um, How do you build a a startup business plan and, and, you know, what components of the business plan are, are, are useful, et cetera. I think we've been focusing mostly on the startup component. I think what we've really missed um, and this is where I think there's an opportunity for some stimulation is how do we drive businesses to sustainability resiliency? Um, and so that's a combination of, you know, teaching uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners, how to hire people, how to develop their people um, uh, and so forth, how to, how to, how to develop their businesses, um, how to build, you know, a little bit of um, uh, uh, some, you know, extra padding within those businesses, how to, how to, how to drive you know, uh, practical cash flow plans and, and so forth. So I think what I what I'd like to focus on a little bit more is is I think where the impact is not how many businesses we start up in the province, but how many businesses that we we drive towards sustainability. Um, and so a lot of people become entrepreneurs, small business owners because they're trying to support a particular lifestyle. Um, and and in many cases, uh, these entrepreneurs are looking to pass this business over to uh, another family member and maybe yep. sustain generations of a family um, and so forth. I think, uh, you know, we can help uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, you know, think along those lines and, and, and do some personal development along those lines. So looking to partner with uh, some of our uh, university partners, say, Nate, Mount Royal College, Bow Valley College, et cetera. Um, but remember though, that, entrepreneurs and small business owners, in many ways, they become entrepreneurs and small business owners because they haven't responded well to traditional ways of learning, traditional ways of teaching. Mm -hmm. So I think part of the challenge Business Link has is how do we bring all of this content, this, 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 you you know, knowledge base, how do we package it up and deliver it in a way that would be receptive to the entrepreneurial community and small business owner community. I think that's, that's really our challenge. And so what I, I mean, if I was to sit down with, you know, the new premier, I would say, um, listen, um, we need to develop, uh, you know, I think we got the programming and the content. How do we deliver this knowledge, know-how and experience to the entrepreneurial small business community in a way that, you know, they'd be willing to, to, where they would be receptive um, that's, I think that's one of the things that Business Link can do. The other thing that we can do is um, we, uh, Business Link can help work with, you know, different, uh, different diversified groups across the, across the province. Um, fo- traditionally, we focused on the uh, new Canadian population. We focused on the Indigenous population, offered specialized services and programs for those types of cohorts. But, you know, I had, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to attend a roundtable with the Minister of dealing with the older workers. Um, well, here you have a bunch of people that may have been packaged out in the last 18 months and so forth as, as you know, companies were dealing with COVID and downsizing, et cetera. And here we have a knowledgeable work base that, uh, that we can empower either to create new businesses or support existing businesses. And so you know, how do we reach out to that community? That's something I think that uh, that's, uh, you know, that might be a hidden jewel that, that we can all tap into or hidden resource. So I think uh, I think there's a lot that Business Link could do to uh, to, to stimulate the small business uh, entrepreneurial community. Um, 
our funding uh, from provincial and, and federal partners has stayed stagnant for the last five years. Um, and uh, I mean, that's not their fault. I think they're saying, well, listen, if you give us you know, good programs uh, that we can we can get behind, then you know we'd be willing to support that. I mean, the Alberta government has been probably more supportive of the entrepreneurial community. Part of the reason why you know Alberta is is Alberta is because of our entrepreneurial roots and 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 uh, so forth. Um, I think uh, I think we have a receptive government. I think it's up to us as as an organization to say to uh, to the government, hey, listen, here's areas that. Uh, require some stimulation. Here's how we're going to use those fundings, and here's the impacts that we think we can uh, we we can generate uh, in the province of Alberta. Yeah, I really like what you were talking about with regard to the su- sustainable businesses, like building sustainable long-term businesses. Because as you alluded to uh, earlier on, when you were talking about your entrepreneurial experience and just that, that you know, there's a lot of technology companies that, that have a, a fairly high a failure rate, um, wind down rate in a certain duration. I've always heard just in general uh, with small businesses that you have 80% uh, don't make it past uh, year five. They don't make it into into that sustainable uh, place yet. And so I I agree with you, the amount of energy that goes into creating and stimulating businesses um, is fantastic in terms of the support that's there, but also the energy that the individuals are putting into it. If we could just get them past that valley of death, that first five years, and then see them grow then beyond that, I think it makes a a tremendous difference than on the overall uh, landscape of the, the economy of the business community. So I, I applaud you for identifying that as being an area that really needs to have continued support for. I also really like this uh, idea that you were talking about with regard to uh, the delivery model, because um, you're you're bang on on that. There's so many people that start businesses because they don't fit or don't feel that they fit within the, you know, the rest of, I I guess, the job world, right? And so uh, for whatever reason that is, and I think learning models and so on are probably a big part of it. And uh, so I I love that you're trying to figure that piece of it out, because I think the delivery model, especially for business link i mean you guys are serving the whole province you're rural and urban and and i i know you do uh, a great job of addressing all of those different diversified groups already but it's a challenge right and so i finding in the pockets of people within there that are um you know really this is the right path or the better path for them so how do we get that information in their hands so they can really really grow because is is, the other the other point i'd like to make too i think is um, the entrepreneurs that we're ser- serving are, are looking to build. You know, we talked about sustainable businesses. It's interesting. I mean, when I I, I, put, I put my old venture capital hat on, we used to deal with these you know, technology-based businesses. The reason why the technology-based businesses uh, have such a high failure rate, especially the ones that are you know funded by you know, venture capitalists and outside third parties, is those businesses are designed to generate a, a, a capital return for the investors. Yep. Um, the businesses that we're we're talking about here at Business Link are they're not out to drive a capital return for investors. I mean, that would be a, a good outcome for for a very small percentage of them. But really, what we're trying to do is generate and support businesses that are lifestyle oriented. I mean, yeah. we used to say, I mean, the bad word in venture capital used to be, 
oh my God, it's a lifestyle business. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the CEO and so forth is just trying to drive an income. How am I supposed to get, you know, a significant capital rate of return on my investment? Yeah. If these guys are running, uh, these guys and gals are running a lifestyle business. Uh, it's interesting. You, you, you flip it the other way, business link. We want people to run a lifestyle business. We want them to build a sustainable lifestyle around, around this business offering. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the impact, I mean, to your earlier point, I thought you were spot on is, you know, my impact, uh, I'm a citizen of Alberta living here in Calgary. Um, you know, what, 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 uh, what makes this uh, such a great place to live is, is because of the restaurants I go to. It's the farmer's market where I get my food. It's, uh, you know, it's where I buy my clothes. It's it, the entrepreneurs that are, are, and I'm a big, you know, support local uh, type of a guy. Um, the businesses uh, that make this such a great place to live and the people that run those businesses are what Alberta is all about. And, um, and uh, you know, so the opportunity to support some of those, uh, some of those folks, um, you know, is particularly rewarding. Yeah. One, one interesting article that I just recently read, uh, they were saying that uh, there's so many people through COVID now who, uh, and after COVID who are working from home and, and they're actually, uh, they're finding that a lot of people are starting up a lot of these little side hustles off the side of their, of their desk because they have a little, little bit more time because they're not having that travel time and a little bit more autonomy with their and flexibility with their schedules as well. Um, and so that not only are some people starting one little venture, but there's uh, others that were discovering in this article they were talking about, they were starting multiple little side hustles off the side. I don't know how anybody's managing multiples, but, uh, hopefully they're still <laughs> clocking in their hours for their employer. Uh, but regardless, I think that that's also a really interesting opportunity when we circle back to what you were talking about, the deliverable or deliver. Uh, delivery model of the knowledge that you guys are trying to impart upon and the training that you're trying to provide entrepreneurs. I think that's uh, also an area that there's tremendous opportunity there because there's going to be so many people who have this extra little bit of time in their right. day where they can start to actually do things and they have a desire to do those side hustles that can become lifestyle businesses that can then grow into more substantial size businesses that really help drive you know, uh, employment and the economy and everything else. So I would encourage from a diversity standpoint, Right. Looking really at a lot of those opportunities, okay, because they're already working their full-time jobs and they're doing the right. side hustle. Now, how do we reach them? I think it's going to be really a key part of the future puzzle, I think. Oh, I, I totally agree. It's, um, I mean, look how things have evolved, right? I mean, who who actually opens up the manual uh, when they buy a new tool or, or yeah. something? it's they they hit the youtube page and see how other people <laughs> it's not the truth yeah and that's i mean that's how people learn right by demonstration and use and and so forth but it's yeah. um no i i i think you're spot on um you know people are more amenable now to to not only meeting online but uh interacting online um i think uh you know the days of uh, i mean we'll still have conferences and get togethers cuz i mean you really yeah. can't take anything away from that personal touch um yeah. however um uh, you know there are uh other more effective ways to deliver kind of just in time content uh, in, in a form that people can use it and, and uh, on an, on an as needed basis and on a timely basis. So I think what we're going to, you know, what we're looking at doing at, uh, at, at uh, business link is, 
is trying to move some of that, more of that content um, online. I think one of the challenges we have, we got, we got some more work to do, and, and maybe there might be an opportunity here to get some you know, development dollars from, from some of our government partners, but um, more interactive uh, type of work. So it's one thing to you know, be pointed to a website to, to look at you know, what components are needed in a business plan. We've got our interactive business plan builder. I think it's, I mean, it's version 1.0, so call it what it is. Um, but I think there's better opportunities for us to, to build those types of interactive tools. And so um, we put uh, chat bots and, and on some of our service offerings um, that are more responsive using AI to, to, to inquiries and so forth. Um, I think you know, the days where somebody would say, I'm interested in starting a business, and then we would send them 20 URLs to do uh, you know, link, links and, and read this stuff. Let's be honest, entrepreneurs don't have the time, energy, or desire to read you know, and chase down 20 links. They want to interact with an individual and say, or maybe uh, another entrepreneur that's been there, done that. So our yep. peerpreneur program is, is a good one. One of the things I'm really exciting about, excited about launching sometime in 2023 is I, I'd like to create uh, an Alberta-based uh, entrepreneurial advisory board of 50, 75 entrepreneurs uh, that have been there, done that, and and let entrepreneurs that uh, you know want to ask talk to another entrepreneur. And yeah. we would once again we become the conduit uh, for you know that type of uh, that type of uh, activity. Yeah, yeah. I actually a few years ago I I had the privilege of participating in one of those locally here before uh, before COVID. This would have been a couple of years before COVID, I think, where it was a facilitated session where uh, a bunch of us uh, entrepreneurs came in and and were there to work, you know, rotate around the tables and talk to the different uh, people who were starting their businesses and have them, you know, ask us all those questions that they might be uh, wanting, you know, some answers on or some advice on, uh, some guidance on. And so, yeah, it's, it's, extremely rewarding. I don't think you'll have any problem at all finding a 60 or whatever the number is that you're looking for entrepreneurs across uh, Alberta. Everybody seems to be so willing to give of their time who yes. have gone all, you know, before, right. Who have, yeah. who have walked the same path. And that's what we do in this show, really. I mean, the purpose of the show is to talk to entre entrepreneurs and have them share their stories right. so that uh, we can tease out some of the lessons, some of the learning, some of the things there. It's like, you know what, I wish I would have known that, or now that I know this, I would have done this slightly differently, or this was a hurdle that I had to overcome. This is how I got over that hurdle. And uh, it gives the listeners something to, uh, you know, percolate on a little bit or, or give them an aha moment themselves as well. So yeah, I know there's nothing better than experiential uh, learning. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah completely. And uh, you know, well, it's all about making mistakes and learning from them and sharing them. So uh, yeah. And the successful ones are the ones that, that, you know, dust themselves off each time that they get knocked down and it's that persistence. Right. And that's a, that's a lovely thing that we have. That's really common amongst us all. So uh, thank you. I, I really appreciate your time here today, Paul, just explaining to us what the role is of Business Link and what the future is and some of the challenges that you see ahead and how you're going to tackle some of those. It's very much, like we said, uncertain times for entrepreneurs. Uh, there's some things that we haven't had to deal with for decades that are now, you know, we're facing down the barrel on. And so uh, it's going to take some more learning. It's going to take some innovation and it's always changing. And this is what I love about being an entrepreneur is there, it's never dull, that's for sure. And there's always opportunities on every one of these little 
little hurdles or challenges that are out there. And so that's all we're faced with uh, now is not challenges, in my opinion. It's just a plethora of uh, of, of opportunities. It's just a matter of, okay, which ones are you going to grab and, uh, and develop a business and, and a solution for? So it's a lot of excitement, I think. Oh, great. Well, um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and uh, out of uncertainty and volatility uh, comes opportunity. Um, and yeah. uh, every entrepreneur will tell you that. But, you know, when models are changing, how people are interacting with each other is different, how, how we buy and sell services, um, uh, how we shop for food, all of this is, uh, is, is been kind of, you know, thrown, uh, thrown out. And, and we now have to look at new models and opportunities. And, no, no better uh, group of people than uh, our Alberta entrepreneurs to to take advantage of that. Most definitely. Well said. And thank you once again. And for everybody who's listening to this episode, if you enjoyed this one, you can check out the archives over at amplifyyourbusiness.ca. And you can also access all of our audio uh, recordings to over at your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search Amplify Your Business there and you'll find us as well. So until next time, everybody have a prosperous day. And thank you once again, Paul, and good luck with the uh, the next three and a half months uh, here as you double up on your tenure here at uh, Business Link and, and obviously the, the long future, I hope that you have here leading this great organization. Well, thanks, Lance. And thanks uh, for letting us share our story with your, uh, with your listeners. Excellent. Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye.